0: Oh, A little Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Anne Herperman. Hey, how are Good. Good, I'm actually uh, calling you from a Swedish class. Right. Are you recording on your side as well?
1: Yeah. So. I am, I am recording. My battery just went low, though. Do, no. you, well, do
0: you have extra batteries? It is actually a studio booth, but I, it's more poetic with a Swedish closet than a uh, a studio. Booth.
1: How are you
0: doing? I'm talking in a proper microphone. I have my headset on. And oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the next episode of Serendipity, the last of the winner hold on, episode. Hold on. So you're listening yeah. to Serendipity. I'm recording. You're le- you're in yep. Your this is Serendipity. With me, Mark. Yep. This is Serendipity. <laughs> and, and me and Hepperman. Good. And it's seven o'clock in the morning. And Hepperman. In mm-hmm. the United States. And it's quite yes. after lunch in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is the last of our winning episodes, isn't it? We have what?
1: So we have, so we have our finalists, we have our winners. Um, uh, this time we have our number one and number two. Number two and number one.
0: Except so should we start with number two?
1: Um so this first one is called Man in the Barn and it's by Jonathan Mitchell and Lewis Cornfeld of the Truth. Um also it was a collaboration with uh, the Hearsay Audio Festival, right? Which is where we met.
0: Yeah. Ireland is a beautiful country. Go to Hearsay. Meet 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 someone you like. I remember Anne. Uh, meeting her in a corner on a street, and it wasn't raining that day. But it was—it uh, was a significant uh, meeting, uh, which really resulted in all this that we're doing now, trying to make people think different about audio drama.
1: And this is an amazing piece because it is uh, set in the countryside of Ireland, where you hear an old Irish couple. Uh, happen upon a man who's living on their property and things ensue. Hello? Or things are not as they seem. He is not as they seem.
2: I know you're there.
1: And he doesn't sound Irish. But that's okay. Everybody else does.
3: My first memory is the cold. I was walking barefoot on soft, wet grass. I was wet. It was night. I kept walking until I found people.
2: It's foolish to be out in the cold like this. You're welcome in my home.
3: I wait for her to go, but she doesn't. She just waits.
2: You are. Well, how to help you?
3: I don't know my name or how old I am or where I'm from
2: I know you've been sleeping in my barn My name is Grace Grace Can you say something?
3: I'm not sure I can talk
2: well, you're
3: very welcome,
4: whoever you are. I'm very welcome. This cable box is supposed to be superior. I'll
2: ring the service in the morning.
3: Grace and her husband, Jimmy. I can hear them talking from outside. I have very good hearing. I'm very
4: welcome. Grace. Gracie.
3: It's hard for them to look at me. When I see myself in the mirror, I understand why.
2: I'm going to touch your forehead. Is that alright? I'll have to take you to town to the hospital. No hospital. What happened to you out there? Can't you talk? But you'll have to eat. Will you try some soup? the table then for you.
3: Grace and Jimmy are trying very hard to be quiet. If I concentrate at night I can hear their hearts beating. They can't sleep. They're afraid.
2: How do you suppose it got all burnt like that?
4: Fire.
3: of things like Jimmy's television. Even when it's off, I can hear it. The problem is with his router. I'm pretty sure I can fix it.
5: The disputes are looming, but our workers are looking to two... get what you need together. Let you what I
2: mean.
5: Let's go, I to not know. sleeping? Now,
4: one, three, what are you doing? You're doing very well. What's next? Who got the three, television working again? Two, Look at that Days
3: pass before they start to relax In the meantime I do what seems right
4: I do what I can to help The guy's done it again He's a regular magician
2: Aren't you going to thank him?
4: Oh yeah Thank you young fella He must have been a mechanic or something before Whatever happened
2: We should call him something. Let's think of a name. Adam. Adam? Does that work for you?
4: People treat you
3: differently when you have a name. They open up to you.
4: Do you know what, Adam? It's humiliating to be dependent on other people. Don't tell Jimmy I told you this. But he's really glad that you're here. Gracie's an angel, but I can't say I've been as good to her as she deserves.
2: It's good for him, you know, to have another man to talk to. He's one tough nut and he won't admit it. I was
4: sick, you know. That's why I'm so useless and walk with this thing.
2: We had a son once. That's his room you've been sleeping in, actually. I miss him terribly. It gets so lonely sometimes.
3: People like talking about their feelings. They like it when you talk to them and tell them how you feel. They want to connect.
4: Tonight, Gracie, you are the honored guest of Chez Jimmy, Mm. with the assistance of sous chef Adam. Nothing to be done, just sit back, enjoy a drink, Let us do all the work this evening.
2: Isn't this a nice surprise?
4: Bon appétit, my love. Why, thank you, Jimmy. Adam, I know you don't like to eat much, but it's a special occasion, and we'd all like to break bread together. What do you say? Thank you, Jimmy. What was that?
3: Thank you.
2: You can talk.
3: People like to be thanked. It seems to have made them happy.
4: As far as I can filter out, it's a village that don't exist.
3: Why is that funny, Jimmy?
4: Must be Irish.
5: Well,
4: you don't get it. It's a sort of place if you want to eat it, it won't be there at all. Huh?
3: Is there a fire? What? I don't know where that's coming from.
2: Where where it's coming from. Are you okay, Adam?
3: It lasts all night. I'm finding it hard to think clearly. Something is wrong. The door. It's for me.
6: Hello, can I help you? I'm sorry to bother you. I'm Elizabeth Coram. I work with the merit group. Do you know it? No, sorry, I don't. Can I have a word? What's this about? It's actually quite sensitive. Would you mind if I came in for a minute? Yes, please.
2: (laughs) Jimmy, we've got company! Can I offer you a cup of tea? No, I'm fine. It's no trouble, I'm making some myself. I'll have a cup then, thank you.
6: How do you do? Fine. Do you take sugar or milk or both? Sugar would be nice.
2: Well, I don't have any here, I'd have to run to town for it. We don't use uh, so much all sugar. Right.
6: the tea's fine. Can I talk to you for a minute? Okay. I wonder if the two of you have seen anything out of the ordinary recently? I'm looking for someone who I believe is in this area. I can't say that we have. You're sure? Nothing at all? Nope. Okay, well, the individual I'm looking for is in need of help.
4: What kind of help?
6: It's sensitive, I'm afraid. But if you had seen him, you'd be doing him and me a great favour if you could take me to him. Who did you say you're with again? An institution. Sorry, but we haven't seen anybody. Well, would you mind taking a look at a photograph, just in case? This is the individual I'm looking for. Does he look familiar?
2: No. Right.
6: I'm going to show you this. This is a photo of the men he killed. Three of them he tore apart. Smashed the other skulls.
3: Did I really hurt those people?
6: So are you sure you haven't seen anything? Okay, mind if I have a look around then? We certainly do mind if you look around.
3: She wants to eliminate me. Why?
6: You seem like nice, decent people. This man I'm looking for, he's not a man. It looks like a man, but it's not. A machine. A machine. A failed experiment. And a dangerous one at that. So, can you please let me look around?
2: You're not listening to me. I can't allow you to go tracing around here without a I word. need you
6: folks to stand back.
2: I'll call the guards. Excuse me. Jimmy, call the guards.
6: Okay.
3: My first memory is the cold. I was walking barefoot on soft, wet grass. I was wet. It was night. How long ago was that? What happened before? I can't remember.
6: I know you're in here. Give yourself over then. get hurt. She's afraid. I'm here to help.
3: She's not here to help me. Where is this? I found the beacon. It was in my head. I pulled it out.
6: No. No!
3: And I'm again thinking clearly. Shit! I watch her from far away. She looks worried. I could hurt this woman. I could tear her apart. But I won't. Grace and Jimmy wouldn't like that. Grace and Jimmy, my friends. I never get to say goodbye.
4: Hey, I nearly hit you. Do a lift.
3: I'm fine walking. Sure. Thank you.
7: Okay, we can have yourself, right? Thank you.
1: So yeah, so we have our winner, which is um, actually a long series uh, called Homecoming. If you're into audio fiction, you may have heard because it was kind of a a big hit. It is uh, by um, Eli, written by Eli Horowitz, and it's with Gimlet Media, and it is a A big psychological thriller is the way that I would describe it. (laughs) Homecoming. Yeah.
8: Yes. Hello. Hi, Walter. Heidi. Yes.
4: Hi.
8: Hi there. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Do you mind if I record this to you? Sure, sure. It's just for my
9: reference. Okay. Is that an aquarium?
8: That, yeah. Uh, You like fish? No. (laughs) That was the uh, the guy I replaced. I think he liked fish. Huh.
9: You see that hose there?
8: It's bubbling right over them. Yeah. I just wonder if they like it or it makes them uncomfortable.
9: I don't know. I don't think fish enjoy things.
8: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Why don't we sit down? All right. Yeah. uh Okay, um, I'm just gonna do this. Okay. Good. Today's April 10th, 2017, at 9:03 a.m., speaking with homecoming client Walter Cruz. This is week one, session one. I'm Heidi ID EID, 101078. 10, We're in my office at the facility. Great. Okay, Walter Cruz. the Caesar salad, but actually with blue cheese dressing. I know it's all weird, Shirt, but... sure, you want it on the side? Uh, sure. Okay. That's not weird. Sounds good. That's it? Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Thanks.
8: Sure. Sure. Order up. Patty milk, onion rings, and a Caesar salad.
0: Order in. Hey,
8: hi. Hey. The guy what's in the up? booth asked what's to check. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, hold on. Is there any way you can take my shift on Sunday? Kevin wants me to go to his church. Sure. You go to church? I do
2: now apparently.
5: Oh. <laughs> so how was everything? Oh, this here? was wonderful stuff. Really delicious. Good. Uh, anything else? No no, no, no. I'll be right back. You can check. Oh, uh, say, Heidi. Yeah. That's your name? Yep. Just, just like the name tag says. Okay. H- have, have you been working here long, Heidi? Um. Uh, about four years, I guess. Is that long? <laughs> uh, hi, uh, uh, you are Heidi Bergman, right? That is your last name? Yes, do I I'm know Thomas you? i Thomas Carrasco. Uh, I work for the Department of Defense. Are you asking me if you work for the you know, Department no, of no, Defense? I'm so sorry. I do. I do work for the Department <laughs> of Defense. <laughs> and, and you are Heidi Bergman, right? You worked at the Homecoming Initiative. Well, yes, that was years ago, but uh, what is this? Uh, what Heidi, is this I, I just have a few questions for you. I don't how, really How have long did you time. work uh, at the Homecoming Initiative? Wait. Can we...
8: Can I have a break. Can we Can we talk outside?
5: Sure, sure. Uh, right now? Yes, out back. Oh, I'll okay. meet you there. Okay. I'll be right there.
8: Uh, okay. Walter Cruz. 26 years old. Three tours. I got here when, uh, Tuesday? Uh, yeah, uh, Tuesday. Good. Wonderful, now there's this sort of welcome that I have to do, um, I'm supposed to read it. I'm gonna warn you, it's very, very boring. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just move this, okay. Welcome, Walter Cruz. First, allow me to thank you on behalf of the president and a grateful country for your valuable service. We thank you for keeping us safe kind of cheesy. I know. No, it's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> My name is Heidi Bergman. I'm your caseworker, which means I'm at your disposal to assist however I can in the reintegration process. Our facility is a safe space for you to process your military experience and re-familiarize yourself with civilian life in a monitored environment, which just means that um, I'm helping to get you situated now that you're back and career-wise, health-wise, basically I work for you. Okay. Yeah. Good. You all did really tough work, and you deserve this break to kind of get your feet under you. Yeah. The only, uh, I don't want to say mandatory thing, but... Mandatory? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. The only mandatory elements in this is your your lunches in the cafeteria and these weekly sessions with me. So hopefully that won't be
9: too painful. No, no, thats uh, it all sounds really good, and I want to be in compliance with all that or just I know why I'm here and I'm glad to be here. I've talked to other guys who came home and they got really amped and they dove into everything and they just they had some problems mm-hmm. and I don't want to end up like them. Right. But but I'm eager.
8: Eager for what?
9: Everything, uh, I guess. Or just just a life really, you know? A clean, normal life and I don't want to like pollute things back here with my stuff, my stress or whatever, so I'm I'm glad to be in the program and I'm ready for whatever moves that process along.
8: Good. I hear what
9: you're saying, and that's exactly
8: what we're gonna do here. Good. Okay. okay? Great. Good. Okay. And you acknowledge that your participation in the homecoming initiative is voluntary and uncoerced. I need you to verbally.
9: Oh yes, yes I it. do.
8: Good. Good. That's done. So, um, so how are things going, Walter?
9: Like, with my room and stuff? Like, how am I settling in? Yeah. Uh, it's good. Everything's fine.
8: Any trouble sleeping?
9: Yeah. Little
8: nightmares. Things like that. Yeah, that's very normal. We can see if one of the guys wants a roommate for a couple of days. Huh. You know, like... What, what do you mean? Well, some guys, when they first get here, they they find it difficult sleeping in a room alone, you know, away from their unit. So just a little too quiet. Mm-hmm. you know so I can just I can ask around um, if anybody okay. wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
9: that might be good, actually. Okay. Just not um, not if it's rainy. He's a very good guy and all. It's just right. I heard there was a little bit of... well, it was concern. it wasn't really a big deal.
8: Hmm. Do you want to tell me what happened?
7: Hello? Heidi? Yeah, hi. Hi. You're, uh, your connection's really shoddy. Are you there?
8: I'm here. Can you can you hear me?
7: Okay. Yeah, just barely. I barely got you. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead? Yeah, go ahead with the update.
8: Oh. Uh, you, sorry. Uh, yes. We're all set with intake. We've got everyone in their rooms, everyone documented. Okay. Great.
7: Where the hell is... Wait a minute. Colin? I'm in transit here. I'm switching at the airport in Detroit. They uh, they did a nice job, actually.
8: Hey, how did the presentation go?
7: Oh, fantastic! I love the program. Love the early indicators. Love the broader applications.
8: Oh, that's great.
7: No idea if that means we can rebudget around the numbers we were asking for. Of course, it's all double talk when it comes to the money. Shit! I'm so I'm sorry. I didn't see that. What? Uh, I'm sorry. So I just stepped on a little girl's backpack. It was in the middle of the walkway. This is a walkway. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Good talk. Colin? Anyway, I told him we need to move on this, you know? Fast. Fast, fast, fast.
8: Yeah, the early interviews are really promising, I think. Really encouraging. These guys all seem
7: committed to the process. And the survey's
8: already trending in a really great direction.
7: Heidi, I just don't have a lot of time. God, this... Terminal is is enormous.
8: Do you need to run?
7: I do, yeah. But I really want to impress on you the importance in the um, in the the subject histories, right? Of collecting right. actual data mm-hmm. and then showing week by week progress. All right. We need to be surgically precise in identifying their experiences, exactly what they remember. Absolutely. We yeah. need to get really granular with all that shit. Exactly. Okay.
8: It, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Th- that kind of, that kind of brings up an issue that I wanted to speak with you about. Okay,
7: I I have literally one more minute. Okay, B26. Where the fuck is B26? This is the A. These are the A gates, Heidi. The signage here needs a lot of work.
8: I was just working with a client today, Walter Cruz, and I think,
2: Uh, I
8: was thinking as far as being very deliberate and, as you said, granular, what we, what if we took a more holistic approach to just to the initial stages of treatment?
7: Holistic?
8: I mean, at this point, point, right here, we're throwing them in the chair and starting the process without developing (sighs) much of a dialogue and we could get deeper, more, individualized outcomes...
7: Heidi, okay, Heidi, I'm mm. going to stop you right there.
8: Okay.
7: Okay, Heidi, I got to say, I'm not loving some of these words I'm hearing. We aren't looking for individualized or holistic or whatever results at all, mm. right? What we're, what we're seeking here is information, Heidi, not relationships, not rapport. Your job is to conduct interviews and record facts. That's it. Whatever these men are holding on to, that's exactly what we need to know. So, Heidi, you need to do a 180 on this right now, okay?
8: No, I get that, but the the clients, the subject. based on what you
7: just said, you don't, Heidi. So you need to do a 180 on that, okay?
8: Got it. It was really, Colin, it was just an idea for just to improve the data.
7: Look, I'm I'm literally flying to D.C. as we speak, and the guys at DOD are going to ask me where we're at at this, and if I say holistic, they're going to... I don't even know what they're going to do. So whatever the fuck you're saying to me right now about slowing down, muddying up the process, that's exactly the opposite of what we need to be doing, okay? We need real proof of concept, just a, a house of data to drop on the appropriations people so they shut their mouths and stop prevaricating and open up the approval process. That's our goal. Okay, Heidi? Uh, okay. Understood?
8: Yes, understood.
7: Good. Okay.
8: <laughs> okay. I'm going to run. Hey, hey. Yeah. Wish me luck. Good luck, Colin. No, I don't
7: I don't know where I don't know where that is. Colin? Oh, right. Colin? Oh, one last thing. Did we run the background check on the bus boys?
8: Background check the what?
7: The bus boys. Did we background oh. check the bus boys? who will be working in the cafeteria.
8: I didn't I didn't realize that was part of
7: our Wait, pres- of course it's part of Heidi. We have to be extremely thorough with the food service. You're my point person there, right?
8: Yes, definitely.
7: Okay, great. So you need to stop whatever it is you're doing right now and get into that. Busboys, caterers, whatever. Background checks, full workups. I mean, we gotta be seamless about that shit.
8: Alright, I got it. Okay? Yes, Colin.
7: Alright, great. Okay, gotta go.
8: Okay, good luck. Do you want to tell me what happened?
9: Uh, yeah, sure. Me and him and Schreier were on KP. Or like we were supposed to cook dinner for everyone, right. I guess. Right, a collaborative activity. Right, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, one of the activities. So we decided we were going to make spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. So we turned in our list to the cafeteria staff, and they gave us the stuff back, the ingredients. And mm-hmm. and we were like, okay, Shreya, you make the salad. I'm going to make the pasta and the sauce. And Rainey, you're going to make the meatballs. Mm-hmm. So we divvy up all the ingredients, and we're cooking. And at some point, he just walks off. He just mm-hmm. leaves the kitchen. Where do he go? Yeah, I don't know. He just leaves, and the meatball stuff is sitting there, and me and Schreier were just like, okay, I guess we should just do the meatballs ourselves. Sure, yeah. But then after a while, Rainey comes back and sees us doing the meatballs, and he has this, like, tantrum. Which, again, I'm not sure why, because we he walked off and didn't come back for an hour, and people were coming in to eat, and we weren't going to be ready. Hmm. So then what happened? Nothing. We... Just had some words about it, and he left.
8: Did it become physical?
9: You're asking if he hit me? Yeah. He did, yeah, but it wasn't anything like... I mean, I, I don't blame him if he mm-hmm. was dealing with some of his own shit and it came out sideways. It, it happens to all of us sometimes, it's me included.
8: Yeah. How, how does it happen with you? Different ways. Can you give me an example?
9: It's mostly like I'll get these flashes of things that I could do to myself. It's just tension. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't really do it. But okay, just an example. Mm -hmm. There's a desk in my room it's wooden, it's got these sharp corners, and the day I got here, I don't know why, but I saw the desk and I just imagined sitting down and leaning way back and like slamming my forehead into the corner as hard as I could, over and over, or like into my eye. Mm. But that, that was an extreme. It's not like that all the time.
8: right. Well, how often is that, does that happen to you? Whoa. I'm sorry it's just this there's a th- he'll just stop in a second wow that is incredible yeah it's driving me nuts some kind of protected species so we're not even allowed to touch him
9: i could take care of him for you. would you yeah no problem dead of night full camo he'd wake up in the everglades everyone wins oh my god i'd love that i'd be forever in your debt
5: Okay, I've got five minutes. Appreciate your cooperation. Can we step away from the door, please? Thanks.
8: Just over here. So. So,
5: I'm Thomas Carrasco. I work for the mm-hmm. Department of Defense. Uh, uh, and you are Heidi Bergman. You worked at the uh, homecoming initiative at the, the Tampa facility. Yes, I did. That was a long time ago. Uh, when exactly was um, it? Um, I don't know. Well, it was before here, so five years or so. Tell me, why did you leave that job? I just quit. You quit? Yes. Why? My mother got hurt, so I came back here to take care of her. Okay, so you quit your job to take care of your mom, and now you work here at this uh, this restaurant. Well, the restaurant's a little <laughs> generous, but yes, I work here, yeah. So you're not a counselor anymore, in other words. You're doing this kind of, uh, mm-hmm. what, kind of menial work a... <laughs> Well, it's, it's not just... menial. It's what I could get. Or... I had to come home Right, and right, take... you said because your mom got hurt. Yeah. It's not that you're hiding. No. Moving away, doing this different work. You don't want to talk inside. I, you said you want to talk out here. What is this? Why
8: are you? Why are you why you're are not you, hiding. I, no. you almost done with your break. I'm sorry. Two minutes. I'll be right there.
5: All
8: right. This is its just a little embarrassing. All right, I had this whole career. And now I'm back here. I'm doing this. And that's it. I need to get back inside. OK. I,
5: just,
8: what were your duties at the initiative? I was a caseworker.
5: Caseworker. Yes. What did that involve?
8: I worked with soldiers, uh-huh. just to, their mental
5: health. How? How did you do that? How? What do you mean? I mean, what, what did you do exactly to help these men, the, the soldiers? It's therapy, counseling, I told you. Again, I have to say, Miss Bergman, can you see how this might sound like you're hiding something, mm-hmm. this, this sort of vagueness? You see how someone might have this reaction? No, I don't. I honestly don't
8: remember. That's all. I just don't remember. It was difficult work, and it just turned out to not be a good fit for me.
5: Uh, Can you tell me the names and ranks of uh, any of your individual clients? Do you have any identification? Yeah. Yeah, sure I do. Here. Okay. Why are you here? What's going on? As I said, Miss Bergman, I am asking you about your work at the Homecoming Initiative, but I have to say, you seem to be refusing to any information. I'm not to, uh, refusing anything, any, uh, I just don't remember. Information. Okay, what about the name Walter Cruz? Does that ring a bell?
8: Not that I can recall.
1: well thank you guys for listening yeah
0: stay tuned for the other episodes uh for upcoming episodes of serendipity where we're going to talk to the makers of all these fantastic pieces about the creativity of making uh audio drama where we're also going to hear uh all the problems that arise when you start making fiction uh, that doesn't exist when you make uh, real life documentaries um,
1: that doesn't sound fun. Okay, so we're going to talk about all the problematic things in terms of making fiction. Stay tuned. <laughs> Way to sell it, Martin. <laughs> okay.
0: Serendipity is a podcast, uh, and it, how do we even say this? Can you say it? The yeah,
1: yeah. Serendipity is a podcast that is a, a part of Sarah Lawrence College. It is given support from KCRW through its Independent Producers Project. Thank you. Check us out at thesarawards.com where you can also find out our address to send us postcards. Check, uh, Follow us on Twitter and uh, yeah, we're going to be having some really exciting new stuff come up soon so get ready for that. Oh,
0: and also, and if you hear like the most amazing audio fiction, send us a tweet or send us a postcard mm-hmm. and tell us about it. Yep. yep. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Bye.